0: live from
2: everywhere USA it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon oh here we go here we go coming to you live from the greatest country in the world broadcasting as we always do from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon a man who is not trying to force a gender transition on your kids my goodness gracious Rachel Levine Biological male turned female turned U.S. assistant health secretary says we must empower children to take puberty blockers so they can transition at a younger age. That's not right. No, it is not. But we will explain why Democrats are asking kids to flip the switch and get into a new report that says Kamala Harris is meeting with potential donors about a run for the White House. Yo, that's got to be the shortest meeting ever. You want to donate to the Kamala campaign? The answer would be no. I mean, dude, come on. Kamala's awful with her weird
3: laugh. Ha ha! 888
2: 788 Nine nine one zero. If you want a part of this shindig, eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. You know the deal. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Doesn't matter. You could be a Libertarian. You could have voted for Kanye, like I did. I don't care, boy, girl, they, them, whatever. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat, dude. Just don't be a. That is all. On a big Tuesday, I just got off the TV with the great Harris Faulkner. The Queen of Daytime. We'll post that on the Fox Across America Facebook page shortly. Uh, we also posted some new stand-up dates on that page. I will be at the Encore in the Lake of the Ozarks, August the 19th, the following Friday, Saturday, 26th, 27th, at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada. Tickets at ccnugget.com. We just added the Bridgeview Center in Otumwa, Iowa, on October the 15th and November the 5th. We are heading to Vegas at the Red Rock Resort. This could be a problem. Oh, it definitely ends with me selling a kidney in a porn shop, but that's neither here nor there. If you come for the first half of the night, it's going to be a wild time. A lot of laughs. However, we are not laughing when it comes to this insanity in the Biden administration. And I'm going to dive right in. I'm in a good mood. I'm peppy. You know, I'm a married man. I don't get out a lot. You give me a nice coffee. I sound like I'm hopped up. I sound like I'm on the 86 Mets. Remember Daryl Strawberry, Dwight gooden they won every game, but every once in a while they'd snort the third baseline. They're like, hey, was that fair or foul? Daryl! Nobody could tell. But shout out to them. Shout out to the Mets. Shout out to you for joining us. But uh, I am in a peppy mood, but I was watching this Rachel Levine clip as I was getting off the TV with Harris moments ago because we didn't cover that. We were covering crime in New York, which is out of control. And we were covering some Democrats who insist Joe Biden's going to run again in 2024. <laughs> Yeah. Hard to take either of these things seriously. But I watched this Rachel Levine clip in the elevator and I just lost my mind, dude. And again, I I'm a parent. So I do come at this place. uh, I do come at this subject from a place of great empathy. Okay, I am not on the air saying screw trans people. They don't have a right to exist. Like, what are you talking about? Of course they do. It's America. E pluribus unum, out of many one, do your own thing, free-range chicken. Okay, everybody can be whatever the hell they want. That was the whole point of going to war against the British as 55-point underdogs in Vegas. Remember that. America's the greatest underdog story ever told. Nobody, nobody was betting America on the money line when we fought the British. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, but one of the reasons we beat them is we valued precious freedom. Okay, and in this instance... I think freedom, you know, which is the greatest thing in the world, freedom of thought, freedom of expression, freedom to go and transition. If, in fact, you do identify as something else, I think that freedom should be protected. But there's a difference between protecting a freedom and forcing a lifestyle onto young children.
4: He's a lousy dad, but he's right.
2: Yeah. When they're saying. Like they are in this clip I'm about to play you, that we need to be empowering children to take puberty blockers so they can make a life altering decision at an age where they're not old enough to make, you know, purchases of cigarettes, can't drive a car, you know, can't buy a gun, can't buy alcohol, can't vote. Okay, they have legal guardians making the consequential decisions for them. Why? Because kids in the developmental phases aren't yet what they're going to evolve into intellectually. Okay, they're not all the way there yet. This idea that we should now be empowering kids in a phase in which they are so fluid to commit to a life-altering surgical procedure, a body-altering procedure... That can have profoundly negative mental and health consequences on their development. I'm just telling you it's barbaric. But don't put this in the box of, oh, Fox News right-wing guy, would you stop us? I'm a regular guy. I drove a taxi. That's what I did for most of my adult life. I don't have an agenda. I am not an activist. I'm a talk show host. I'm not trying to shill for one side. Like, my side is America. My side is sanity. Go be a Democrat. I don't care if you're a sane Democrat. Woo! We need to clone you. Okay? The same as if you're a sane Republican. Lord knows we got plenty of nuts in that party, too. But the reality is, if you've ever had the privilege... To raise a child, if you've ever been blessed by God with the opportunity, the humbling opportunity to raise a child, then you know that you raise about 100 versions of the same child. What I mean by that is as your kid is growing, the words in his vocabulary change rapidly every few days when they're a toddler, the toys they like, the shows they watch, the foods they eat, the foods they won't eat. You know what I'm saying? When Lincoln was three years old, he didn't eat hamburgers. But like Lincoln, have a burger and cheese. We're going to McDonald's. Okay, a year later, what do you think Lincoln wanted for lunch every day? Hey, Lincoln, you want to go to McDonald's, and have a burger? Yeah. That's how it works, man. They're always evolving. But this idea that they have a permanent sense, a permanent sense of what they want to do to their body long term as toddlers, as young kids prepubescent. Sell crazy someplace else. We're
4: all stocked up
2: here. I'm talking to you today as a parent, man. This one actually does bother me. And it doesn't bother me because we have trans people living in America. Caitlyn Jenner's a Fox News contributor. I was just on Gutfeld with her. She's a great radio guest when she comes on this show. You absolutely have the right to be you. Do you know when Caitlyn Jenner transitioned? She transitioned after the age of 60, she did not transition after she got done playing duck, duck, goose for the first time. OK, which is what we're talking about here when they demonize Republican lawmakers like Ron DeSantis for what the Democrats build as a don't say gay bill. Did the bill mention the word gay anywhere, anywhere at all in the bill? <laughs> No, would you stop it? It's slander. It's garbage. And it skirts the real issue, which is the corruption of young kids and the indoctrination and the forcing of sexual identity politics onto our children. I'm telling you, it's just bad for them, man. It's just my opinion. It's just bad. What the Florida bill said is you couldn't teach sex ed to kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade. And I got to be honest with you, as recently as a year ago. We had a word for people who wanted to teach sex ed to kids in kindergarten. They were called perverts. For real. If somebody came over your house and was like, oh, I know you and the wife are going out to the movies. I'll babysit tonight. I'm going to teach the kids sex ed. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to, you know, it's all. What the hell did you just say? Think about that. Think about that. We live in a world where if you brought up sex to one of your adult coworkers. You would get fired. If you walked into the break room right now, you're like, yeah, Sally, I was watching this porno last night with the chick was on top.
5: Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible.
2: No, but the point is, oh, Sally, this porno was great. Okay, if you said that, you would get fired on the spot. But the Democrats want you to believe it's okay to walk into a kindergarten classroom. With a straight face and talk about sex to kindergarten kids. They're crazy. And I'm just telling you, this is not good for the kids. I'm here to talk to you about the kids. Okay, this is bigger than political implications. This is bigger than this Rachel Levine clip I'm about to play. you. Little kids should not be encouraged to switch genders at a time when little kids have not grown out of the phase of being big kids and become full on adults. Whether they feel that conflict or they don't, how many things do you go through in your life? Do you remember your awkward phase? Remember like your goth phase, your emo phase where you listen to certain bands, you wore certain T-shirts. And again, I'm not trying to minimize the gender conflict some people must legitimately feel. I'm just appealing to the common sense and everybody listening that you have to be nodding your head right now that you go through phases. That you look back at old pictures of yourself, and I'm like, oh, gosh, that's when I was in that phase. My cousin Cindy's one of the coolest girls I know. She still loves Duran Duran, but in her Duran Duran phase, I had a cousin named Simon LeBond. She was, like, practically talking in a British accent and swearing at me, walking around in ripped T-shirts and ripped jeans with a flock of seagulls haircut. It was a phase. She looks like an adult now. She doesn't really act like one, but she looks like one. But the point is you go through phases no differently than at a moment where becoming transgender is so hot topic and there's so much pressure from adults for kids to switch that I'm telling you, we're forcing a decision on kids that can wait. That's all. That's all. Okay, if you have a kid who's five and they think they're transgender, not that five year olds would know what that was unless your parents told you over and over and over again. Okay, absent that. And even that, give the kid room to grow. And yes, if they still want to transition in their adult life, of course they should if that's what they want. But this idea that we should be out there telling kids they, we need to empower kids to take puberty blockers now before it sets in, like what are you really saying? We don't want them to have the chance to think twice about this. We need more trans people. This is a legislative Trojan horse. We can advance our political attacks behind, you know, like they do with race relations. They like to take extreme positions. So they can tell anybody against those positions that they're a racist. Remember defund the police? How dare you want to defund the police? You don't care about the black community. That's why you're doing it. That is a fact check false. No, as it turns out, cutting police budgets in the black community harmed the black community, harmed them the most. Why? Because they're more reliant on the police in low-income neighborhoods. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with the economy. There's a direct level, direct correlation between high rates of violent crime and low rates of economic opportunity. If you want to help any community, don't defund the police. Fund the community. That's what you're supposed to do in that situation. That's true. That, that is true. Okay, and it's no different than this whole, you know— trans situation no well we got to encourage the kids to transition dude they're not doing that for the kids you can't show me any data any study says these kids would be better off if only they had a pronounced gender conflict and made a lifelong altering decision again and again and again okay an eight-year-old kid isn't allowed to decide on a tattoo he cannot put a picture of pac-man on his arm. I like Pac-Man. I like Mrs. Pac-Man. I want to get one on my arm. Mom, can I get a tattoo on my arm? The answer would be no. Think about that. But you want us to believe that kids should have the right to permanently alter their body. I promise you this is barbaric and it's wrong. And I'm not saying that as an activist. I'm saying that as a parent. Here's Rachel Levine contradicting that. Clip 25.
6: We really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth not to limit their participation in activities the sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state.
3: What would you do with the brain if you had one?
2: Listen to me. Okay, again and again and again. We want to affirm and support and empower those youth not to limit their, active, their participation in activities. Yo, we had this talk yesterday, okay? Biological men have a massive advantage over biological women. And the reason we know this beyond biology, which is something some of us still consider to be a thing, okay, is you don't have a single solitary story where a biological woman has transitioned, gone into men's sports, and beaten the pants off of everybody. I think he's got a point. Okay, but we've got all of these stories. Where a biological man transitions to a woman and beats everybody. Why? Because he has a huge biological advantage. Correct the mundo. But I'm not even talking about protecting women's sports, which needs to be done. I'm talking about protecting youth. I'm talking about protecting the growth process and the right of a child to evolve into what they're going to become. OK, and if the Democrats really believe this, like I encourage them to ride this message. Now, nah, puberty blockers for the kids, gender transitions in kindergarten. Ride that message all the way to the polls. You, my friend, will win a gold medal in stupidity. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
3: Thank you
2: Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon on a busy day on this program. Sean Davis is going to be here, co-founder of The Federalist. Brian Brenberg in the house, throwing the challenge flag at Joe Biden's economic policies. Come on, man. Federal gas tax, lowering gas prices in some states. Biden now claiming what? Hey, I lowered gas prices. What were they saying a month ago? Oh, the president has nothing to do with gas prices. That's just how white folks will do you. Isn't it so silly? Okay, on so many fronts, there has never been a dumber, more shameless time to be alive. I'll give you an example. California just imposed, it brought back its indoor mask mandate, federal, uh, you know, indoor mask mandate. Okay, if you're in the state of California. Why? Because they've had three COVID deaths in a population of 10 million people in L.A. County. Everybody's forced to wear a mask again. This comes at a time... When Gavin Newsom is running ads in Florida, telling them that their freedoms are under attack in Florida. What a fraud. Dude, Florida is like old Havana right now. Anything goes. They're on a wild time. Ancient Rome, cocaine and camcorders. Woo. But over there in the Democratic states, maximum strength government and maximum strength ridiculousness when it comes to this gender stuff. Let me give it to you one more time. Here's the Rachel Levine clip. You have to process this, clip 25.
6: We really want to, to, to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. Get them out of
3: here. Get them out.
2: I don't know that you would say, get him out of here in this instant. Uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. But what is it? A get a him? Is it? I mean, because she's biological man. She's transitioned to a woman. I don't know if it's get him out or get her out. I maybe just go home to mommy.
3: Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy.
2: Go home to mommy. Or in this case, go home to birthing person. (laughs) Go home to birthing person. What
0: the hell is the
2: world coming to?
4: Introducing Woke Rock, the gender neutral album that's got everyone coming to
3: terms. Person, they've been living in their world. I bet they never had a partner.
4: 12 inclusive anthems everyone can live by. So good, it's dangerous.
3: Oh, oh, here they come. Watch out, dear, they'll chew you up. Oh, oh here they come. They're with them eaters.
4: Woke Rock. Available on college campuses and corporate boardrooms everywhere. Yeah. We've never sold a copy, but we
2: identify as number one on the charts. Oh, I bet they do. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We were talking, if you're just joining us, about the Democratic Party's push to get younger kids... Onto puberty blockers. Deny them the right to grow into puberty. That is the push being made by Rachel Levine. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. It's not good, okay? And I'm not saying this, just so you understand, as we have this discussion, I'm not anti-trans. I have, I, absolutely, they have the right to exist and be happy and do everything on earth they want to do. Of course they do. But this is not giving them freedom so much as this is just forcing an ideology onto kids at an age where they're still developing. Now, this is my theory. I might get a failing grade. We're going to go to a teacher on the phone right now. Joy is down in Clearwater, Florida. Joy, am I going to summer school
5: no, I think you're summer schooling other people. You're teaching them. <laughs>
2: that's a well that's um, a first in the fella family, but I'll take it.
5: I I was struck by um something years ago. I am an ESC teacher and I'm also the parent of a special needs adult, very disabled young woman. Mm-hmm. And um years ago there was a, a family who was trying to get puberty blockers or some sort of thing done for their very, very disabled daughter, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. so that it would um, stop her growth because she would never be able to physically participate in moving herself or doing whatever. And the parents were concerned about their ability to be able to, say, lift her and change her and position her. And everybody was up in arms about what evil parents these people were because they wanted to do this so that they could eventually provide the care throughout this child's life that she would always need. Mm -hmm. Now that was looked at that that was a horrific thing. Mm -hmm. But now it's okay to look at these children who as I told your screener, can't decide if they should pick their nose or use a tissue, but those are going to be the children who, yeah, they've got the brain to be able – they've got the brain and the maturity to be able to say, oh, yes, this is what I identify as. My son, when he was into Pokemon, uh-huh. um, hated me because I wouldn't dye his hair black and get him brown contact lenses <laughs> so he could be ash. Um it, It's just, I don't know, maybe it's a distractor. Maybe it's just another distractor and a subterfuge so people won't really look at the mess that our country is in.
2: That's what it is. But Joy, some people are now labeling you as pokey phobic for not letting him transition into ash. Do you realize that?
5: Well, and, and that's just that that's
2: my confessional cross that I must bear. <laughs> well, well, that would make me Charizard phobic because Lincoln loved Charizard. He loved Pokemon. He loved Squirtle. I remember all those cards. But the reason I, I, I appreciate you invoking them is because, yes, at that age, as you know, you raise a lot of versions of the same kid. You know, they do get hung up on the same toy, eventually the same show, uh, but they evolve. They evolve so much, which is the reason they're not allowed to make adult decisions like you wouldn't let your kid go get a tattoo because they'd be permanently altering their body. It's no different than, you know, if you have a five year old daughter, you're going to let her go get breast enlargement surgery. Of course not. But why on earth would we allow them to physically alter their genitalia unless we were really doing this with something bigger in mind than the kids? And I think you get it and I get it. But on some level, like this is still passing muster with enough of society. So let me ask you this as someone who's a teacher and a parent. Uh, you know, of a special needs adult as you described your kid, which is that's what Jenny does. Jenny teaches at the Viscardi Center on Long Island and um, I'm in this in this space constantly and I understand the challenges, but yet the love you have for the kid and, you know, the, the good, the joy and the quality of life you're trying to bring to a child. And in this instance, I don't feel like the child is the priority. Like if you're saying we need to encourage more younger kids to transition, you can't say with any certainty that this is going to turn out good for them. So what do you think makes this passable? Do you think some people genuinely believe this is good for kids? Do you think some k- people just feel pressured into playing along because they don't want to be name called? Like, how do you think the Democrats have support for this?
5: Well, first of all, I think it's because a lot of people are ignorant. And I mean that in the true sense of the word. Yep. Um, and then additionally, I think that they're stupid. And I mean that in the true sense of the world. And they're also lazy yep. because they don't really want to look at it. And they would rather give their power over their child to somebody else because they're too busy to take the time to really parent their own children and while neurological studies will say it's not maybe until the age of 25 or 26 that the brain has developed enough to really make sound decisions as opposed to to emotion-based decisions. We can look at that and acknowledge that. And then at the same time, we could acknowledge and say it's reasonable to, oh, okay, let, let's give a puberty blocker to a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's child abuse. Yeah, and, it is. and I think that it's just so unfortunate that there are so many people who are willing to um, engage in it. And I also think that people want to be hip. Hey, yeah, but... Yep. I, I don't care what anyone is. If you're trans, I don't care. That's yep. your life. I don't need it in my face. You mm-hmm. live your life. I'll live mine. As long as you're not hurting other people mm-hmm. or animals, go for it. God bless you. But I don't have to have that be pushed in my face. Children don't have to be sacrificed on the altar of transness
2: yep. no, so it, that
5: they can try to justify and normalize a behavior.
2: Now, I agree with everything you say, but I do believe we both just got banned from Disney World.
5: That's okay because I was there recently, uh-huh. and although the people were really nice, um, it cost too much, and Disney is just far too woke, and Walt is spinning in his grave.
2: <laughs> no, it's so true. It is so true. It's like if you want to yell at me about inclusion, how about lowering the price to get in? You know, there are more families being kept out by the prices than the pronouns. But again, you're right to say this is not Walt. Walt Disney was phenomenal. This is I don't know what this is, but you know what, Joy, I I give you as a student, I give you an A plus.
5: Oh, okay. And if if I know that if we were there in person, you'd probably give me a little gold star sticker. And I really appreciate
2: that. (laughs) I got to Listen, I have to have one teacher on my side after all the crap I pulled growing up. So, yes. Gold star for you, Joy. I'll put it in the mail immediately. See you soon.
5: God bless you and your family. And thank you for the hard work you're doing. Oh,
2: I appreciate you. There you go. How about the great joy down in Clearwater, Florida? Looking out for the Fela family. We need more of that because the Fela family is a mess. If you were on vacation with us out in California last week, all the food.
3: You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're fat f- look at you.
2: Well, listen, we're going to transition here for a second because we're talking about insanity, you know, with forcing gender transitions onto children and puberty blockers and everything in between. Uh, but there's more insanity here where I live in New York. Uh, <laughs> there is a show across town called The View. And I have to play you this clip while we're having this common sense conversation. I have to play you a clip from The View.
3: No, God! No, God, please, no! No! No!
2: I wanted to make it a point to cover these two things in the same block today. So if there's calls out there, I will get to them. 888-788-9910. But it's the same common sense theme that I'm kind of running through this hour of the show. To be fair, I'm running it through every hour of every show because it's really all I have to offer you. I'm coming at you from a point of reason. Uh, I'm coming at you from a good place. I tell you this every day to the point of exhaustion. I'm not trying to steer your vote. I'm just trying to have honest conversations. We don't have enough of that in our society anymore. when it comes to crime, we need to be honest, okay, and understand these are basic truths. Like you shouldn't teach sex ed to a five-year-old. You shouldn't teach a, let a five-year-old have the right to change genders. That's a basic truth. Why? Because you are looking out for the five-year-old. When you say, "Ah, oh, the five-year-old should be able to switch genders," that's not helping the five-year-old. Are you nuts? As a Joy just perfectly articulated, why that's the wrong thing to do. But it's the same when it comes to crime. When you start advancing. Woke initiatives like bail reform that let criminals out onto the street after they commit violent crimes, you tell me you're looking out for the criminal. Well, the law enforcement system disproportionately targets certain minority communities. But, yo, when criminals get out of jail, specifically minority criminals, who do they go harm again when they get let out? Minorities. Bingo. Okay, when you look at all the crime in Chicago, look at all the crime in New York. You know in New York we just had a shooting? On the set of Law & Order? Right here in New York, we just had a crew member shot dead less than an hour ago. Here in New York City, they're filming Law & Order. Guy just gets shot dead on the street. That's how out of control New York is. Out of control. It's it's horrific. My family was going to come here this weekend. They decided to go someplace safer, like Kiev. It's madness, dude. Okay? But we say... That we're, you know, we're reforming the bail reform and we're letting the criminals back out on the street because we're trying to protect the black community. No, you're not protecting any community. You're making all of us, okay, less safe when we walk down the street. We're dealing with a 35-year spike in murder. Do you understand? Dead people, lives lost. That's what we're dealing with. Okay, we cut police budgets in some major municipalities running with the false democratic narrative that the cops were a bigger threat to the communities than the criminals they were sworn to protect us against.
3: That's stupid! Use your common sense!
2: And the other day in Indiana, again, sadly, tragically, okay, you get another guy who walks into the mall and starts shooting, okay, and what ultimately happens? Sadly, three people are killed in this incident at the Greenwood Park Mall in Indiana on Sunday, okay, but understand, this guy in the mall food court... Happen to have a handgun on him. 20-year-old suspect is shooting people in the food court. Good Samaritan, Elijah Dickin, fires 10 rounds from a handgun. Bingo. Kills the shooter. Kills him dead right there on the spot. Now, I'm not happy that people lost their lives in this shooting, but I do consider this shooting addition by subtraction. OK, and I do believe this shooting, which is, of course, a justification for what your Second Amendment rights rubs a lot of people on the left a long way. Here's the view yelling and screaming about this and about gun possession and everything in between.
4: They say that a good guy with a gun can control a bad guy with a gun. Well, we saw in Ovalde that that's not true. And you saw it in Buffalo. Yes, we saw it yeah. in Buffalo. In, but we in, saw in, that
3: it is true it, in Indiana.
4: It was true in Indiana. Uh, that was a lucky moment. And you know what? I feel like this. If you're a good guy with a gun, you should not object to background checks or yes. uh, or licensing or uh, you know limitation on military-style weapons mm-hmm. that kill thousands at once or hundreds at once.
2: I'm surrounded. So when the guys with guns didn't save the day, that's the status quo. When the guy with the gun does save the day, ah, oh, they just got lucky that time. No, well, that, that was just lucky. The View was awful. Okay, here's the bigger picture here. Okay, liberals, the ones like The View, who wanted to cut police budgets, they're distancing themselves from that strategically now because it's a major political liability, and yes, they've gotten a lot of people killed. But understand that their passion goes wherever the wind blows politically. Oh, defunded the cops. That's good. We're going to get votes. Screw it. Get rid of the cops. We'll defund the police. The only reason that didn't happen is because Joe Biden thinks the police are a British rock band. Okay, but seriously. The Democrats don't care about your safety because none of the initiatives they're passing affect them. Remember Cory Bush? Yeah, we got to defund the police. The cops are bad. And then she got caught doing what? Spending $200,000 on private police protection for herself. Oh, wow. But again, what is The View talking about in that moment? Wow, he got lucky. Ah, good law-abiding gun owners. They shouldn't object to a background check. Yo, law-abiding gun owners aren't objecting. They're subjecting themselves to all of this so they can own a gun. You know who's not subjecting themselves to this? The actual criminals who don't care what law you pass because they're not going to follow them anyway. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And again, every time, the weapons of war and blah, blah, blah. Folks, we have all kinds of crimes in this country. The one thing they have in common is they were perpetuated by people who broke the law. Laws don't stop bad guys. Laws stop good guys. Thankfully, out in Indiana, there wasn't a law that stopped a good guy from wasting a dirtbag gunman before he got more good guys. And I'm just telling you in a themed hour that's dedicated to common sense, okay, throwing more laws at the good guys only helps the bad guys. And it's that level of stupidity that makes The View the highest rated show in Guantanamo Bay. It is the new waterboarding. You confess or we'll play Whoopi Goldberg.
3: I got some beers. Cause this show is so freaking dope that my face is For two tears. Because Whoopi is a moron, and Joy is stupid too. Only why don't we turn off the view? It's so bad it hurts my head and none of this crap is true They say dumb things and they scream honey this ain't
2: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Shouting out a good Samaritan here. I'd like to give you some positive news from time to time. Sadly, a shooter walks into an Indiana mall and does kill two people. But he was ultimately brought down by a fellow by the name of Elijah Deacon. Here is the police chief uh, issuing that information, clip 24.
8: The good Samaritan. Once again, he has authorized us to release his name. He is requesting you give him time to process uh, and, and grieve himself uh, before reaching out to him. His name is Elijah Dickin, and that is spelled E-L-I-S-J-S-H-A, and he resides in Seymour, Indiana. He was at the mall last night with his girlfriend shopping.
2: Right now, literally every liberal publication in America is going through this guy's tweets to see if he ever wrote a bad thing. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Air quotes, good Samaritans take on trans rights are very problematic. Like all of that crap. Racist rant from good Samaritan. Oh, it's just such a dumb time to be alive. We should all be able to agree that if somebody is shooting people, shoots him it's a win for all of us for the love of goodness gracious
7: i admire your honesty
2: live from
0: everywhere usa it's fox across america with jimmy phaila
2: here we go, here we go. Comedy Alive from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not running for president in 2024. Gavin Newsom is, and get this, Kamala Harris, now meeting with donors with a straight face. I mean, man, can you imagine that, that meeting? shortest meeting ever hey you want to donate to the kamala campaign the answer would be no i just can't see it happening but i will tell you why these discussions are taking place in this hour i mean long story short if you wanted a quick summation biden sucks but 888-788-9910 the phone number in this audio safe space for cool people where we say every day every hour I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. I don't want to be in charge of our democracy. I'm a 44-year-old man who plays video games. I should not be in charge. The only rule I'm in charge of on this show, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, just don't be a That is all. A lot of people do think Gavin Newsom is a (laughs) But Gavin Newsom was walking around the White House last week with his jacket off. If you remember, they flew Biden Out to the Middle East last week, he was in Israel, then he was in Saudi Arabia. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did happen. He was out there, met with the Saudi crown prince, threw him a nice fist bump when he got out of the limo. What an idiot. Didn't look good. Okay, we went from Saudi Arabia as a pariah. We're going to make them pay for their human rights abuses. We're going to get them to up the oil production, help us out. (laughs) None of these things happened. But the point is, Biden, again, just demonstrating a lot of weakness on the world stage. I know you saw the video, and it's a sad video, man. As a guy who roots for the country, I don't like to know our president is shaking hands with invisible people. And I know some people have tried to defend Biden. That video that surfaced in Israel, to like, he wasn't shaking hands. He was pointing. Again and again and again, the issue is not the hand gesture. The issue is the person was invisible. Biden's lost his marbles. I mean, you really think about that. No, no, you don't understand. You right wing bags. He wasn't shaking hands with an invisible man. He was pointing at one. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Now, everybody knows that. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying this to score political points. and No political points need to be scored. The Democrats are about to lose everything imaginable in the actual midterms this year. They're going to break a record for seats lost, a record previously held by a fella by the name of Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But understand, Obama lost his party a record number of seats. I believe it was 62. Biden is on pace right now to lose upwards of 90 because the guy just can't pull it together. You know, we could talk about the fact that it doesn't seem like his elevator goes all the way to the top floor. But the bigger issue is not the fact that he quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. Okay, yes, we know that to be a thing. Joe Biden is sending in the punt team on second down. In any other area, you take away his car keys. In this one, we gave him the nuclear codes. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But getting past that, if the country was flourishing, we'd be fine with it. We don't care. I would be fine with it. Okay, I'm telling you this now. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. I thought the conservative policies espoused by Donald Trump were exponentially better for our country. And understand, I don't think there's any debate at this point that they were. We didn't have this inflation under Trump. We didn't have these gas prices under Trump. We didn't have the overrun border that we do. And oh, by the way, although Donald Trump wanted to leave Afghanistan, he didn't want to pull out the military before the civilians, which is what we ultimately did, leading to the fall of the Afghan government, and wound up doing what? Fleeing Afghanistan with $85 billion of our weapons left behind in control of a terror group. That can't be good. And that was the beginning of the end for Biden. A year ago... Uh, When Afghanistan happened in August, mid-August, that was the beginning of the end. He was polling above water at that point, and he did have credibility with the American people. But after a week of us watching babies get thrown over barbed wire fences by families desperate to flee the Taliban and just get their kids out of the country, after a week in which we saw people clinging to the wheels of cargo jets as they left Afghanistan, after a week in which we watched 13 of our service members die, trying to evacuate Americans out of the country, Biden got on TV with a straight face and told us what? Oh, it was a successful airlift. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. And his credibility was just destroyed. And this is the fatal mismanagement of Joe Biden, just so you understand. Okay, a president always has the ability to distance themselves from the catastrophe, from the crisis, from the mismanagement by firing top advisors, Okay, so Afghanistan collapses completely. Every national you know, defense official who gets out there, the Kirby's of the world. Okay, the Lloyd Austin's of the world, the General Millies of the world. Anybody who told you we were going to be fine. Anthony Blinken told you we're going to be fine in Afghanistan. You fire two of those people and you say, hey, we got some bad advice. And the American people can't have this. It's on me. We'll do better. I'm bringing in people who know better. And they know we're not going to tolerate this kind of crap. But Biden didn't do that. Why didn't he do that? Because he was more concerned that if he admitted to any type of misdealing in Afghanistan, it was going to be a political liability for him. I agree with that. Meaning he doesn't want to own crises. He wants to pass the buck once the rest of us force him to own the crisis under a crisis. Understand. You know, the border wasn't a problem. Oh, no, the border's seasonal. What are you talking about? It's warm weather. The numbers are going to go down once the weather changes. Yo, that was a year ago. That was May of 2021. Weather's changed several times. You know what hasn't changed? The amount of people coming into our country. I mean, technically, it's changed because it just keeps going up, up, up. Okay, but again, it wasn't a crisis till it was a crisis, but it was seasonal. Now it's here to stay, and the problem is racism. We've got... Border security agents whipping Haitian migrants, except we found out that didn't happen either. You know, inflation. Now nah, it's transitory. Do you know a year ago today, Biden told us with a straight face was a year ago today. That inflation, according to his advisors, was going to be a temporary thing for the American people. Dude, we're in record levels of inflation. And again, it's the ineptitude. It's the inability to do the job that's ultimately catching up to Joe Biden. We can talk about the fact that, yes, he looks like he's in his late hundreds. You know, the whole <laughs> the Democrats told us they were the, you know, the party of the youth. I'm like, come on, man. I've seen younger faces on money. But seriously, though, remember when they told us uh, Trump's in office, the party needs new blood. Yeah, they literally meant like new blood, like transfusions. Come on, man. This guy's a mess. And I don't take joy in saying that because, again, I think Trump's policies were better for the country. But if Trump loses an election, Biden comes in and does a good job. Yo, I'm actually cool with it. Meaning if we're flourishing, if the economy's fine, the streets are safe, the border's secure, your kids aren't being taught that— subtract their penis before they learn to add numbers what
3: the hell did you just say
2: this is just reality but the reason you're starting to read articles like Gavin Newsom stopping by the White House and Kamala Harris is doing a little bit of fundraising is because no self-respecting person thinks that Joe Biden is ever going to run again I agree with that listen he's going to say he's running again why because what little political leverage he still retains Flies out the window, the window, the second he admits to being a lame duck president. But we already know when you're seeing polling that shows you over 70 percent of Democrats want somebody else to run in 2024, it's finished. The party's not behind him. How do you get the nomination without the party? You know, I watched CNN last night. They're saying Joe Biden deserves grace. People aren't buying at CNN. You dumb bastard. That was John King. Joe Biden deserves grace. The, the only grace he deserves is a nurse named Grace that'll show him off the stage. The guy is a mess.
7: We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing.
2: It's a disaster. And when I start to hear things like, "Oh, you got to give Biden a break because you know," He's had such thin margins to govern with. Yo, I don't want to hear a word about margins. You want to know why? Because this guy was supposed to be the great uniter, the great unifier, meaning he was supposed to govern in a way that got Republicans to vote for him, too. Correct the mundo. But did any Republicans see a piece of legislation that was even remotely close to moderate? The answer would be no. No. Come on, man. The first thing he did was get into office and sign one executive order after another declaring war on the fossil fuel industry. They sacrificed 10,000 jobs at the altar of environmental virtue signaling by killing the Keystone Energy Pipeline. And what did they tell us? Well, don't worry about it. You're going to get a green energy job. That's what Pete Judge said. Pete Judge is pathetic. Anyway, has anyone seen one of those new green energy jobs that were promised a year and a half ago? The answer would be no. No, they're not out there. Do you understand? That's governing with an indifference to part of the country. Then what did he do? He went down to Georgia and said, ah, this Georgia voter ID law is worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. Think about that. Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in Georgia. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Jim Crow denying people the right to vote through violence, through poll taxes, through literacy clauses, through grandfather clauses. Jim Crow... Physically killing potential voters. Asking them to show a driver's license is worse than Jim Crow. Not even close. But he was willing to say that. And oh, by the way, Georgia, where they moved the Major League All-Star game last year, they moved it from Georgia to Denver. They took $100 million worth of commerce out of the second biggest black metropolitan area in the country, moved it to Denver, which isn't even in the top 30. So they screwed the black community on the basis of false Jim Crow. And oh, by the way, Georgia, their early voting this year is up two hundred and twenty percent. Think about that. And by the way, since we're on this topic, Joe Biden yelling at Georgia as Jim Crow on steroids for their voter I.D. law that gives you 17 days of early voting. Do you know how many days of early voting Joe Biden's home state of Delaware has? If you guessed Zero. None at all. They don't even have early voting in Delaware. But he wants you to believe Georgia. That's voter suppression. Come on, man. This is ridiculous. But that's why you're hearing stories like, again, Gavin Newsom, and even something as ridiculous as Kamala Harris. (laughs) There's no world where either of them can win this election, the problem being California. Gavin Newsom just re-implemented the indoor mask mandate in L.A. County. Okay, you understand L.A. County, with a population of 10 million people, had three COVID deaths last week. Three in a population of 10 million. And as this mandate is being implemented, what is Gavin Newsom doing? He's running commercials in Florida telling them their freedoms are under attack by Ron DeSantis. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Think about that. In Florida, oh, your freedoms are under attack because, um, you know, the— uh. The guy who doesn't make you wear a mask or get a vaccine or lock down is uh, taking your freedom. Sell
4: crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up
2: here. You're living in the death of shame. The people trampling your freedoms are the ones vowing to protect it. The people telling you, oh, I'll protect you against voter suppression are the ones who live in states where they don't offer early voting. It's bananas. And I'm telling you, that's the bigger issue here. You've got this report. okay? according to CNBC, Vice President Kamala Harris has been in touch with a small group of allies who helped to organize her successful California campaigns for district attorney, attorney general and U.S. Senate, and has held private meetings of at least three supporters in her residences, according to a person briefed on the matter. And one person she's apparently in touch with is Lauren Powell Jobs, who is, of course, the widow of Steve Jobs. She's also apparently very good friends with the Getty family. Okay, heirs to the Getty fortune. And we've got Gavin Newsom uh, meeting with people out there as well. Apparently, Newsom uh, is going to be at an event in Santa Monica, home of longtime lobbyist and Democratic Party fundraiser Heather Podesta. I don't know if she is married to Paul Podesta, the Wiccan sex witch from the Clinton campaign. Do you remember when the Clinton – John Podesta, that's what I meant. Paul was the other brother. But John Podesta was in Hillary Clinton's campaign – and was apparently beat up on election night along with Robbie Mook when things weren't going her way. Back up, you creep. She was not happy when she started to see the results go towards Trump. This is not okay. But why are we saying things like Gavin Newsom? Kamala Harris. Even heaven forbid Hillary Clinton, who's not afraid to get back that on the trail and pander to the black vote if she has to. I don't feel no ways tired. The reason we're having these conversations is because the only thing Joe Biden will be doing in 2024 is starring in a commercial for a new sleep aid with his name on it.
4: If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference.
7: The best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to,
4: anyway. Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has
7: taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's just I mean, you
1: think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got by Denica. And I've never slept better.
4: Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you.
0: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans fans care
2: about. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Sean Davis on the other side of this. He's, of course, co-founder of The Federalist. Uh, we're going to have a grown-up talk about all things America because i don't know if you caught the memo but uh America's a little bit of a mess right now <laughs> we got a we got people in the white house who just don't know what they're doing i'm kamala harris and i approve this message but the talk right now is that they could be running in 2024 i mean somebody's going to run i if you made me guess it seems as if biden Wants Mayor Pete, uh, Pete Booty Judge, to actually be the heir to the legacy. It has to be a white guy. The thing about the Democrats, okay? Everything. It's so funny. For all the talk about inclusion and identity politics, who are the frontrunners we're talking about right now? Mostly white people, Booty Judge, Gavin Newsom. The dopey governor of Illinois. I mean, he's just one white guy after another, but they're all, forget past that. I don't care about your race if you could do the job. The problem is, we've got a guy in there right now who has no idea about doing the job. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. And I think when you take a look at the country, you know, the old 20,000 foot view, it's a term they use a lot in corporate speak. You get all those terms dovetail, circle back, you know, that whole thing. Well, when I give my 20,000-foot view, there's a lot of corporate speak, but anyway, when you do take that 20,000-foot view of America right now, you know, think of the old sports adage by the great Bill Parcells, New York Giants football coach, who was a two-time Super Bowl champion at a time when, yes, they did have the great Lawrence Taylor, another guy who had a little bit of a nightlife. He was known to snort the 35-yard line from time to time. We can't tell if it's a first down. Where did the line go, Lawrence? Come on, man, wipe the powder off your face. But what did he say? He said you are what your record says you are. If you have a good record, you're a good team. You got a bad record, you're a bad team. Biden, his record says record high inflation, gas prices, overrun border, fentanyl deaths, laughingstock foreign policy, ergo... A very bad team. Bingo.
0: Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with with Jimmy Fallon.
2: Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up to talk to this next guest. You know in the movie Donnie Brasco... If I say he's a friend of mine, he's like a local knock-around guy, no big deal. But if I say he's a friend of ours, you know, he's a made guy, you treat him with respect, uh, this next guest. Very much a friend of ours, co-founder of The Federalist, the great Sean Davis returning to the program. Yo, yo. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, you are you do consider yourself a made guy in these Fox circles, do you not?
6: 100%.
2: <laughs> well, then we got to talk off family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm, I might need you to move a few political bodies, not in the physical sense, but we got a we got a couple of streets that need cleaning up down there in Washington, my man.
6: Only a couple? <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: Let me jump in. I I know, right? Let me jump in on this, I'm all over the map. We're just this is just an all skate. Remember the old days at the roller rink where they used to have an all skate and that was like they had a boy skate then they had a girl skate. But we can't do that anymore because we'd be on our 85th lap of gender before we finally got to the all-skate, you know what I'm saying?
6: i I've heard lots of ways of getting to that issue. The, uh, the roller rink is a new
5: one. You are an innovator.
2: <laughs> Yo, Hold on, Sean Davis. We have one on here. We have a bit we play called Woke Sing-alongs," because you remember, as a little kid, it would be like, "Just the boys, just the girls!" Now it's three hours later, and he's like, "Just the non-binary cisgender noise it would go on for years, man. years. So we can do roller rinks and sing-alongs if that adds to your collection. Perfect you I,
6: I actually had that penciled in for my uh, my Wednesday, but I can bump it up to Tuesday.
2: <laughs> Good for you. Uh, let me ask you this because I'm watching this Rachel Levine clip a little bit earlier in the day, uh, and she's essentially just encouraging uh, young kids to take we have to empower kids to take puberty blockers, but where I come from, like I actually consider this barbaric, like young kids aren't allowed to choose a tattoo, let alone alter their genitalia, but I don't think the kids are the end game here. Like, why is this a thing?
6: Yeah, it, it's it's utter madness. Um, Richard Levine, who who changed his name to Rachel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, de- decided that this isn't just something good for him to do. It has to be forced on children. And, and I think it is not to get too crazy here, but th- there is some real uh, Marxist roots to this, which uh, involves subverting reality. Uh, You'll recall that in Orwell's 1984, he said the most essential command from the party is is to ignore what your eyes see and what your ears hear and just do what the party tells you. And it's kind of what the essence of Marxism is. You go in, you subvert reality, you make people accept things that aren't true. And then when it comes to children, you start pushing this insanity and this depravity on them uh, almost as a means of entirely separating them from their parents because these are clearly uh, issues that have to be discussed. And consented to between parents and doctors, and yet you have an entire movement of people in this country doing their best to make sure that these government people who work at schools uh, or, or in various agencies can start talking to your small children about this and say, no, 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 you, mommy and daddy, don't need to know about this. That's just our little secret. Okay, that used to be a red flag that, that when yeah. people tried telling kids, uh, you don't need to tell your mommy and daddy to this uh that's when the mobs with the pitchforks in the yeah. car would come out
2: yeah but now the uh for all intents and purposes the democrats are they see parents as the middle them maybe not the middle man but the middle them we will eliminate the middle them is that essentially what's going on here
6: yeah the middle birthing parent yeah.
2: <laughs> it's,
4: uh, it's nuts. well let's go back
6: years uh-huh. made in decades to hillary's It takes a village. You remember that book? Of course. It takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't. It takes a family to raise a child. And families are the bedrock of civilization they're the bedrock of society, and they're also the bulwark against insane totalitarian government, which is why they have to be defeated and deconstructed, and the left is trying to do that bit by bit.
2: So hard. Sean Davis is on the line If you are just joining us. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb then and say you didn't donate to Merriam-Webster today after they changed the definition of woman in the dictionary.
6: No, isn't it amazing? They yeah. changed the definition to a gender identity that is the opposite of male. <laughs> Which I find hilarious. Because, first off, you never want to define anything, uh-huh. uh, your identity, an object, whatever, as the opposite of something else, because yeah. it always makes that something else uh, the primary thing. Uh-huh. But if you're going to go and change words and you're going to say, you know, gender's this construct and sex isn't a bio- biological reality, one of these people, maybe even including Merriam Webster, is going to have to define for me male. Mm-hmm. Because you can't have something that's the opposite of male yep. uh, while saying that male and female aren't real and don't exist.
2: That's a great point, and that's, that's not going to happen. I was told last week there were people with the capacity for pregnancy by a witness on Capitol Hill, but this is what's so bonkers, man, is like on some level – I think people lost self-awareness. I think some people are just so emotionally invested in the political infighting within the culture war that they don't hear themselves, because we're chasing Supreme Court justices out of restaurants right now over what I was told was a woman's right to choose. So whose right is it really if women aren't a thing? You know what I'm saying?
6: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like Schrodinger's uh, gender. Remember the, the old yeah. experiment that the physicist did with the cat, Schrodinger's cat, and mm-hmm. it's Simultaneously dead and alive based on what you do, they're, they're creating Schrodinger's gender where depending on what the Democrat Party needs at any given moment, sex distinctions are either not real or you hate women because you don't want to kill babies.
2: Oh, it is – dude, it is – I laugh because it's the only way I can cope with this. Because I'm just telling you, like, I, you know, I, I have one kid. Uh, the state would never let us have two. You know, they saw the first report card, and they were like, if you guys could just stop reading. But the point is, having had the privilege to raise a kid, you realize how fluid they are in terms of their development, the toys they're into and everything in between. They go through so many different phases that I just – I think it's barbaric to actually say a kid is going to have this level of of say in a life-altering surgery. And the bigger thing here is no kid knows this surgery is an option unless they have a parent forcing it on them. And that's been my experience. Like There are people out there in liberal communities, tell me what you think of this, that are literally like saying to the kids, you know, do you feel like a girl? You might be a girl. It's okay if you feel like a girl. Like to kids who haven't even had this conversation with themselves.
6: Yeah, it's like this weird variant, this weird Park Slope variant of Munchausen by proxy <laughs> where you got all these people who need to get attention. So so they don't use they, – they don't view their children as human beings created in God's in, in image yep. and infinitely valuable. They almost view them as uh, accessories uh, for trips to the co-op with mm-hmm. their little NPR tote <laughs> and – as a result, they just feel free to use their children to climb the social ladder, and it seems like there is a particular type of liberal uh, who, who uses their uh, – his or her – sorry yeah. to, to be triggering – sons <laughs> or daughters uh, as almost their own little projects. So yeah, oh, so-and-so. Little Zayden today is trans. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking because these children don't have a chance. Yeah. And, and they don't have a chance because this is being foisted on them, and these kind of things that they're doing, chemical castration, which mm-hmm. is what it is, this mm-hmm. hormone treatment, surgeries, they're making these children permanently sterile and mm-hmm. infertile. They will never be able to have the lives that we able to, are able to have. Um, with husbands and wives and children and what's so sad is they don't even know that's not a possibility they're not going to discover it till they're older at which point they are going to be depressed and full of rage at what was done to them
2: i was just you know what i was going to add to that then have you ever seen a story disappear from social media quicker than the videos of people who transitioned and give you the testimonial of how much it ruined their life and how they wish they had more information like those, yeah, they get
6: disappeared almost immediately by social media.
2: The carnival goldfish of social media testimonials. die. They die seconds in your feed after you got them from the carnival. It's it's bananas. We're talking to Sean Davis from The Federalist. And I think that's like the biggest frustration here, man, is like we would get labeled for having this conversation as some type of an intolerant transphobe. But I think the argument we're making is not that adults can't do what they want to do and live freely in our society, but that we shouldn't be forcing it on children because we're forcing it on children. A kid doesn't know at the age of five that he's trans or that there's a surgery out there he can get. I mean, in your travels, I mean, have you ever come across that kid without the parent and the liberal tote bag and the NPR tote bag?
6: No, no. And and it's clearly some sort of mass hysteria combined with a delusional disorder. And Mm -hmm. and so I use the example of someone who suffers from bulimia or maybe even schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. A bulimic believes contrary to reality that he or she is grossly overweight now often these people are near death because they're so thin 50 60 70 pounds Mm -hmm. can you imagine if a doctor went to them and said you know what your identity is as a grossly obese person and i want to affirm that and so in order to affirm that i'm going to order you to diet even more (laughs) <laughs> that doctor would be sentencing that person to death. That doctor yeah. would be killing that person, mm-hmm. and he or she would lose his license. And yet with this trancing, we're doing the exact same thing. It ought to be criminal. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. I No, I, I agree with you. It's barbaric, um, and it really disgusted me that – There's so much social pressure on this side of the issue right now that there's been just such a vast gap between what people believe and what they're willing to say. But I do see that gap finally closing a little bit. Like, there is a minimal amount of collegiate pushback on the Leah Thomas thing, which is a total hustle. Again, you know, female athletes are being erased, and you're starting to hear some of them speak up. But the truth is, you know, and I know, most college campuses are not going to have that kind of emboldened discussion. They're going to vote for Leah Thomas to win Woman of the Year. But are we not like a little bit of a laughing stock around the world? Again, we are for tolerance, but this is beyond tolerance. We're now we're now being intolerant of biology. Do you think any of like our serious adversaries on the world stage, like oh, I don't know, China, are nominating biological men as women of the year?
6: Imagine being a uh, an Olympic official with East Germany thirty years ago. <laughs> and Go and ahead. looking at things today and being like crap you guys we we had it <laughs> All we had to say was that these gigantic beasts of women that we were just pumping testosterone into, Uh, uh, we should have just said they were trans, and they couldn't have done anything to us. Like East Germany, (laughs) those guys have just got to
2: be kicking themselves
6: for for being too early.
2: Timing. Timing is everything. They had East German swimmers. They were bench-pressing Volkswagens, female swimmers, and they they were – you're right. Timing. Timing is everything. That's really brilliant. Sean Davis is on the line from The Federalist. Uh, Let's all skate our way over to this subject while I have you on the phone. I found it funny. I found it legitimately funny. Nothing more than funny that Gavin Newsom is running campaigns in Florida about their freedoms being under attack, given what we know about the lack of freedom in California right now. Did you at least laugh at that getting past the fact that you've got to be a sociopath to make that claim?
6: I mean, it's Gavin Newsom, special. You, you almost, you almost got to tip your hat to the guy. You know, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, he he seems untouchable. Like he's yeah. one of the worst governors in the entire history of that state, and he survived a recall by two to one. So why wouldn't he look at things and be like, yeah, you know, I can be president one day.
2: Yeah, it's, it, and it's, you know, because he survived the recall. And it's funny because any campaign you'd ever have to run against him would just be one lap of downtown anywhere LA, San Diego, San Francisco. Uh, but again, in his head, I think he views the country the way he views the state. Meaning in Democratic states, they, you know, they'll vote blue forever because it's more important for the party to get a win than for the community to actually get ahead. But I don't think they realize – and you were the guy who told me you know, about the White House correspondence data and how everybody just you – know, they love themselves so much and they can't think of a world beyond their own worldview. I don't think they realize how disgusted the country is with Democratic leadership because even when you hear something like Kamala – like I would donate to Kamala because I'd like to watch her run just for the word salad and the redundancies and everything else. But if anyone seriously thinks she's a viable presidential candidate, it's like how could you in good conscience allow them to operate heavy machinery like a car if they'd be willing to donate to Kamala?
6: Yeah, it's um, it's kind of fascinating to see what they're doing in that party. And I think a large reason for a lot of these articles you finally saw about how Biden's slipping and we, yeah. we don't know about Joe Biden I think what they're trying to do is lay all of the blame for all of the world's problems, not on the Democrat policies that that his staff uh, implemented for him. Mm -hmm. They're going to try and blame it on him personally, and then they're going to kick him out of the way before 2024. And then they're going to usher in a new face. Maybe it's a Gavin Newsom and say, oh, no, no, he's totally different. He didn't have anything to do with that. Um, (laughs) That was all Joe Biden's fault. I I think that's what this is really about.
2: Oh, it's this guy that that probably is what's going to happen because they're so transactional and they need to distance themselves from the thing they created, which is what they did with Andrew Cuomo. You know, they built him up before the election as a means to you know, tear down Trump by contrast. But they knew on the front end of that election that he was up to no good in nursing homes and falsifying records and writing self-congratulations. Regulatory books. But the minute the election was over, like they couldn't get rid of him quick enough. And I think you, you're right. You, that's what you're going to see. They're basically just pushing Biden out of the way at this point in a very transactional way. But I mean, even with that being the case, if you look at the core issues, the Democrats are prioritizing, you know, abortion is not moving the needle at all because blue states are still going to have abortion. And really quick, can you think of a greater form of privilege? You know Democrats like to say things like "Check your privilege." Can you imagine going into a minority community with a thirty five year spike in crime, no goods on the shelves, and telling them they need to worry about climate change
6: oh no you're you're exactly right, and it it's a lot of people get stuck in this idea that the way the country looks now or the way politics are now is the way they'll look forever mm-hmm. and We've actually seen in the last couple of years a massive realignment to where you have the working class, uh, you know, union blue collar, which used to be a really uh, staunch Dem constituency, just kind of almost overnight moved into the Republican column to the point where the Democrat party is just a party of rich elites focused entirely on crazy social engineering through things like uh, the Green Agenda and the Green New Deal and all that nonsense, which, by the way, just took down the entire government of Sri Lanka when they tried to implement it.
2: <laughs> Nothing to see here. No, you're right. It's it. They have become a party of rich white elites. That's what they are. But we're running up against the commercial break, and I know you've got a Latin X breakfast to get to.
6: Oh yes. Uh I, I'm I'm very big in into the X community. They love me. They call me Sean X.
2: <laughs> well, all I will add to that then is it's always a pleasure. Enjoy your breakfast tacos.
6: Thank you, sir. We we are Jimmy, we're not tacos. We're not tacos. <laughs>
2: I'm like, at least call him a burrito. It's a more decadent breakfast, you know? Come on, Jill.
6: I'm more of a toast on it.
2: Sean Davis, Radio Churro. We're back after this. You're the best, man.
0: <laughs> this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
2: Funniest thing you'll watch all day on the Internet. There's a protest going on at the Supreme Court. A cop led AOC away from the protest by the arm. She pretended to be handcuffed. AOC is a dope. If you watch the video, it's exploding on Twitter in the last few seconds. It's AOC being led away from a protest. She puts her hands behind her back in a handcuffed position and walks the way someone would if they were being led away by a cop in handcuffs. The only mistake she makes is someone might have, must have cheered for her because she lifted up her right arm and did a fist bump.
7: She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced,
3: mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind.
2: Again, pretending to be handcuffed. There's never been a dumber time to be alive than there is right now in this country. And I consider the AOC to be the gold medalist of the stupid Olympics. So take a bow, girlfriend.
0: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with
2: Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Lace them up, kids. We got a big hour coming up on Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Gentleman who is not taking credit For lowering the price of gas. Yes, the federal gas tax has driven down prices in some locales. Now the same Biden administration who told you the president has nothing to do with gas prices. Now trying to take a victory lap on said prices. Democrats are so full of crap. Fascinating stuff going on in D.C. We will discuss it in this hour with Brian Brenberg. He is an econ professor at the King's College, a Fox News contributor, the host of Fox Business Tonight, a show I appeared on last night. If you missed it, I'm sure you beat up about it. There's good news. I will be back on the show this coming Friday. So you can check that out. Uh, Friday, I'll be on Gutfeld as well with Fox's little lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. But right now, we begin with a little you and me time at 888-788-9910. You know the deal. This hour, every hour, you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat. Just don't be a (laughs) That is all. The stuff at the White House on inflation, by the way. Let me just dive into this. It cracked me up this morning when I saw it. Okay, we've got a fella, a White House econ advisor, by the name of Jared Bernstein. Okay, and Jared Bernstein is out there yesterday, and his performance, borderline Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's worse than Kamala. Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's the one with the binder. (laughs) Let me check. Let me turn the page. I don't have anything for you. I don't have anything for you. I don't have anything for you. The reason I'm saying it in multiples is because if you watch me with Tucker last Friday on the final exam, one of the questions was how many times during a White House press briefing did Corinne Jean-Pierre refuse to answer a question, instead telling reporters that she didn't have anything on the issue. You gotta do better than that. She didn't do better than that. She told reporters nine times. I got nothing on that.
3: Right, get her out.
2: Get her out of here. I mean, really think about that. Corinne Jean-Pierre making us long for the days of Jen Saki. Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. But Jared Bernstein yesterday makes Corinne Jean-Pierre—I don't, I don't know what he makes her look like. There's usually an analogy here. Like makes her look like some kind of smooth talker. You know what I mean? But uh, it was a wow, what Jared Bernstein says. There's a little bit of a double standard over gas because he is flat-out assed. Aren't you kind of having it both ways? You said we have nothing to do with gas. Now you're saying we've lowered the price of gas. But the bigger one, and it's my favorite thing in the world, is that Jared Bernstein says— our, co- our economy remains solidly within expansion. Come on, don't bullshit me. Solidly within expansion on our economy, meaning we're solidly within an expansion time in our economy. <clears throat> Yo, just so you understand, I'm not an economist. I don't know anything about money. Me and money never get along. Do you know those on-again, off-again relationships you get into where there's a person you've been with for 10 years? Basically, you get back together every six months just to remind each other why you weren't together in the first place. (laughs) It's like you go five months without talking, and then one night you're like, hey, what's up? Oh, hey. A lot of inside jokes. You get together. Two days later, you're like, if she could catch fire. You know, you hate each other, okay? And you need those little reminders that that's the position you happen to be in. That's me and money. Every time money and I have gotten together, it has ended horrifically for us. Whether it was at a blackjack table or heaven forbid, a clothing store where I buy some of the jackets you see me wearing on Gutfeld at night, money has done some terrible things to me. Okay. But the point is, you don't have to be an economist. Okay. To understand that what this guy's saying is ridiculous. Okay, we talk about the death of shame. I say we're living in the death of shame. Our GDP in this cu- country, our gross domestic product, has shrunk two quarters in a row. What does that mean? It means our economy has gone backwards. It is in reverse. We are shrinking the economy. With that being the case, Jared Bernstein gets out there with a straight face and says the economy is expanding you're not telling me the truth yo think of it this: let's just we'll do it as sports if the yankees lose two games in a row you can't get out there in front of the press and go we're on a hell of a winning streak right now you want to know why because you just lost two in a row so for this guy to tell you the economy is expanding at a time when it's going backwards you understand like that was embarrassing and it really was and why is it embarrassing Okay, beyond the fact that it's demonstrably false, it's because these people, they really don't feel shame when they lie to your face, which is one of the most infuriating things that can ever happen to you. If you've ever had, you know, the luxury, the honor of raising a kid, any parent parent listening will tell you there's nothing more infuriating than when you know your kid is lying. You know they're lying. You come home. The garbage is still in the bag. Lincoln, should you take out the garbage? Yeah, it's out. What do you mean? No, it's in the bag. No, no, I took it out. It's out. No, no, Lincoln, I'm looking at it. And it's in the bag. I took it out. Someone else must have got another bag. Put more garbage in it. I'm like, Lincoln, if you just took out the garbage, instead of the five seconds it took to take it out, and instead of wasting 20 minutes to come up with lies about taking out the garbage. Shut your mouth. No, the point is, okay, there's nothing more infuriating as a parent than when you know you're being lied to. Okay, this administration is polling behind ISIS because the whole country knows they're being lied to. Here is a guy after the GDP has shrunk in successive quarters singing a theme song from the Jeffersons. Now we're expanding. We're moving on up. Listen to it. Clip three.
8: Many also
2: still have
8: excess savings. This is one of the things that's helping uh, to fuel uh, consumer spending, which again is 70 percent of our economy. So I think if you look at the strength of the current economy, if you look at the strength of the labor market, if you look at the strength of consumer spending, you would conclude that where we are right now uh, remains uh, solidly within expansion.
2: You are lying your ass off, dude. We're not expanding. If the economy is shrinking, okay, you can't add if you're subtracting, you dig, it's just not how it works. And when you talk about many also have excess savings, who are these people out there laying around right now with excess savings? Inflation's at a 40-year high. Okay, you can tell me gas is down 20%, but it's still two bucks higher than it was when these guys took office. So how are you saving money in that situation? Nobody's saving money. Excess savings? Again, that's a pie-in-the-sky vagary. Oh, they've got excess savings. And some people hear that that are shilling for Democrats and go, yeah, they've got the excess savings. That's what's going on. We've got excess savings. The only thing we have right now under this administration is excess bull. That's all we have. We have an excessive amount of bull. That's all. But here he is also being asked about the double standard over gas. Listen to this. It's clip one
8: it both ways jared because when the gas prices go up it's got nothing to do with the president when we see some decline you want him to get the credit uh, look i think that uh, that, that uh, it, it, there's there's no both way thinking here at all the <laughs> president has reacted uh from the beginning talking about how this was such an important priority he then presided over the largest historical release of uh, barrels of oil from the Strategic Reserve, 180 million barrels. Then he talked to global partners to get them to kick in uh, another 60 million. Uh, so he, he knows, h- It was Putin's fault. When they're coming down, he gets the credit. Yeah, so I very much disagree with that framing. I think what's happening here is a president who is working uh, tirelessly to uh, address the uh, largest constraint, probably the toughest constraint, uh, facing uh, American households right now.
2: Shut up, will you? Shut up! <laughs> do you hear the question when the price goes up it's putin's price hike but when the price comes down it's his it's his you know biden's victory and what does he say uh, duh, uh, bah, uh, duh, uh what we've got here is failure to
3: communicate
2: give them an answer what does he ultimately pivot to the same stupid crap carinji Jean pierre does president's working hard President, you know, he knows what's going on out there. He knows inflation is an issue. He's fighting it with every tool he has. But does that answer the question of, is this a double standard? The answer would be no. Of course it doesn't. And this is the part that's so infuriating. Number one, you're being lied to. But number two, at every turn, at every turn, they're not talking to you about the problem. They're talking to you about the fact that they're doing a good job. And if the problem is persisting, it's because somebody else, some uncontrollable force on the other side of the world, is doing the bad job. It's Putin's price hike. Even though prices went up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine. Even though Putin did not declare war on our fossil fuel industry and tell Biden to cut production and add subsidies for oil drilling. okay. even though Putin didn't kill something like the Keystone Energy Pipeline. No, 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 Putin didn't do any of that. But again, they want you to believe it's all Putin's fault when the price goes up. When the price goes down, it's like I say all the time, success has a thousand fathers. Failure is an orphan. When the prices are going up, orphan. Putin, ultra MAGA, mega MAGA. I can't believe it's not MAGA, all the MAGA products. When prices are going down, oh, no, this is all me. This is all Joe Biden. I'm getting the job done. A three-letter word. Jobs. J O B S. Jobs. I mean, is that really a guy we can count on, ladies and gentlemen? It's bad. And this is the problem I have, okay? I am not broadcasting from like an ivory tower. I'm an ex cab driver. And it's like if you have an older relative who survived the depression, Even if they grew up to make money and make an okay life for themselves, they always live with that financial PTSD of waiting for it all to wind up back in depression terms, okay? I kind of live with that same cautious optimism. So I am intrinsically linked to the people who are suffering right now. I'm doing better, I promise you, than I was as a cab driver. I'm now sleeping four hours a week instead of two. Like, it's never been a better time to be me. But I have so much empathy and regard for the people that are getting trampled by what's going on out there, mainly because nobody in charge of this country does. Nobody. Nobody. What are they telling you? Not all the, the, the economy. People have excess savings. Really? Where are these? I want to meet these people with the excess savings. Everybody I talk to is getting their ass handed to them right now every time they go to the checkout lane. Everybody. Okay, but they don't care. Perception is more important than reality. Kins and Vince people were doing well. Well, everybody's got excess savings. It must just be you that's broke. I don't know what you're doing wrong, but the rest of us are, we're really just killing it. We're punting lobsters off the balcony over here. We're so rich. It's unbelievable. Look, honey, I got 42 yards on that one. That's impressive. Hand me another lobster. This is crazy. But again, what does it demonstrate over and over and over again? And this is the biggest argument I make, is that politicians are so much more concerned about themselves than they are you. And even in the face of a crisis, what have they tried to do with gas? They've tried to tell us, well, you know, if we just transition to green energy. Okay, we don't have the infrastructure to transition to green energy tomorrow. Okay, the countries that have transitioned to green energy and met the goals we're setting for ourselves, you know, like Germany, what are they doing right now as we speak all over Germany? They're opening up coal plants. Bingo. Why are they opening up coal plants? Because none of the wind and solar that they thought was going to save the day is actually reliable in a full-scale capacity.
7: I admire your honesty.
2: Okay, that doesn't mean I don't like the planet. That doesn't mean I'm, you know, not going to save the world. Believe me, I would love to be on Team Save the World. Then I don't have to fly coach anymore, wait in those long security lines at the airport because they throw me right on a private jet and I get to fly around from conference to conference, quadrupling my carbon footprint while telling you to shrink yours. That's essentially what all of this garbage is. And what's the oldest joke on the planet? I say it all the time. Oh, weatherman, there's a good job. You could be wrong 80% of the time and still keep your job. And we know that to be true. You could be wrong about tomorrow's weather 80 percent of the time like the weatherman is and still keep your job. But you want me to believe at the same time that the weatherman's going to be right 50 years from now. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. You could really play that drop just about all day on this show when it comes to these policies. But the biggest frustration is not that they're selling you crazy. The biggest frustration, I think, is that people don't feel heard by this administration. People are out there getting crushed. We're being told, oh, no, the government's uh, – the economy's expanding. We have excess savings, OK? I'm being honest with you. There's no help for you in Washington right now. This is one of those moments where you're going to have to help yourself.
3: Help. I need some money. Help. Prices are not falling. Help. You know inflation sucks. Help was cheaper so much cheaper than today i never needed anybody's help so i could pay When the son of man comes,
0: you're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy
2: Fallon. Boom. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon, acknowledging the problems in this country and trying to solve them. Imagine that. With all the political infighting going on, there's one guy actually just trying to play team ball. You got some
0: big testicles to pull this off, bro.
2: I don't know that I'll pull it off, but I'll have some heavyweight backup in the next segment. Brian Brenberg's going to be here, professor of economics and business at the King's College in Manhattan, Fox News contributor. He's hosting Fox Business Tonight all week long. This is a guy with a business acumen. Like, I invested all of my money in fast women and blackjack tables. And of course, you know, the rest of it I blew. <laughs> Hey! That's an old Tug McGraw joke, actually. That's pretty funny. But we're talking about the economy. Why? Because it's just a mess. It's the number one issue heading into the midterms is the economy. You know the old James Carville line? It's the economy, stupid. I mean, the economy survived enough with the tech bubble and everything between in the late 90s that you could afford to be a president uh, who used an intern as a humidor, and you'd still hold on to your job. I
7: believe... That together we can make America great again.
2: But that's how good the economy, you know, if the economy is, is, is popping, you get away with anything you want, anything. The economy's fine, you're, you're fine. You're going to move. People vote their pocketbook. Okay, right now, they, hard to vote your pocketbook because if you live in a blue city, it's probably getting stolen from you on a subway platform. And I only laugh because it's like a coping mechanism. The country's on fire. You got to find a workaround to make every day, you know, fun and worth it. I say this every day. We're in the fun business. If you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. You're not going to wish you were mad at liberals. You're not going to wish you yelled at Joe Biden. But the truth is Joe Biden has shown a real indifference to real-time suffering. Okay, at a time when all this social justice crap is going on and everything in between, the issues that matter to people, their safety, their financial safety, okay, is going by the wayside. Here's Winsome Sears. She is, of course, the lieutenant governor of Virginia. And she yelled at Biden about the gas prices. I'm actually going to play it when Brenberg comes on because I'm going to get his reaction. How about that? Because Winsome Sears, if you remember, was elected to the lieutenant governorship of Virginia on a night when Joy Reid and the Democrats were telling us that Virginia was the end result of white supremacy. They elected a black lieutenant governor. Oh! That was Joy Reid. What is this white supremacy going to end? What is this racism and sexism going to stop? What are the Republicans going to stop electing, you know, all of these minority women, these racists and sexists? I'm telling you, we're living in the death of shame. It's crazy.
0: It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning and I'm totally screwed. Though I know Biden's a liar, his head is in the sand doesn't have a plan blames everyone he can but he's the problem and kamala confuses me her brain is so empty they push green energy it is plain for all to see that they're both clueless Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed.
2: Did you know it's bad when Bob Dylan is singing about it? Guy just sold his song catalog for $500 million. And even he is taken aback by what he's witnessing at the pump. Joining us now to separate fact from fiction. uh, You can watch him hosting Fox Business tonight every night this week. Some people would argue the show peaked last night. Uh, But there's good news because the guy who made the show peak last night will be back on again this Friday. I'm not naming names. I'm not naming names. Might have been me. Might have been somebody else who knows. Brian Brenberg's here. Yo, Brian Brenberg. Subterranean oil price blues. That's the next.
7: uh, (laughs) That was that. That was amazing. You know, Bob Dylan wrote about Highway 61. He can't even drive Highway (laughs) 61. He can't revisit it. He's biking it. It it. It can't be
2: revisited. (laughs) He can't get there. That's why he's not working on Maggie's farm. The tractor's out of gas. It wasn't even his call. He wanted to work on Maggie's farm. He didn't care. You know, hands you a nickel, hands you a dime, ask you with a grin if you're having a good time. That nickel dime ain't going nowhere (laughs) now. Oh, if you thought it was bad then, try doing it at $5 a gallon. (laughs) Renberg, good to see you. What Great was we you. almost had this conversation off the air, but I wanna have it on the air. What was your actual first car? First car you ever owned?
7: Uh nineteen seventy six Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight Royale. It's wow. it's about a hundred foot long car. <laughs> I remember those. I mean, it's a V eight. I mean, it, it was it was it was awesome. The steering wheel was like the size of a trash can lid. You know, <laughs> no and, power steering. And right? it was like the velvet velour seats. <laughs> you know, and that thing would just
0: bum 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 bum, bum,
7: bum <laughs> But it was luxury in '76. Oh, it you was know? a cruiser. It was a cruiser. So I, I it was the most embarrassing car for a high school <laughs> kid to drive. But. You know,
2: that's what I had.
7: That's what the Brenbergs had going.
2: So. But, but you got to know this. There is no embarrassing car for a high school kid to drive to girls who don't have a license. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's true. Now, yeah. you married your, your high school sweetheart. You did it all wrong. But the guy's like, <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, a, we all know the example of the guy who ne- like, literally never had a social conversation with a girl got a driver's license, and all of Uh a sudden he was like the Sultan of Brunei. (laughs) There were women teeming from all sides of his vehicle as he rode down the road like he had a hot tub in the back.
7: It's so true. It's like some guys get the mustache in eighth grade or whatever. Some guys just get the car when they're a sophomore,
2: (laughs) and all of a sudden the world has changed. My buddy Jason King, who is a nice guy, so-so pitcher if he's listening, but uh, Jason King famously got his hands on whatever the Buick Regal version was of the other model, the Chevy version of the Buick Regal. Mm. It's the same car. Okay. Okay, same platform, yeah, same everything. Yeah, of uh, but when Jason King got his hands on that car, he, again, you know, took about zero right. to hero. Just He was beating women off him like a zombie movie. <laughs> there were women everywhere. Well, I was so jealous because, you know, I went to high school with Pete Hegseth, yeah.
7: and he had this silver Grand Am.
2: You know he did. You know
7: you know he did, right? So I've so got, the, I've got the 40-foot-long Oldsmobile <laughs> with rust everywhere. You're in and, the family Trucks here. and and Pete's got this you know little silver Grand Am that he's driving around. Come
2: on, <laughs> yeah, but your car probably had better music. I mean, in a in a in a head to head like demolition derby, I would have killed. Him. Oh, you kill yeah. him. I mean, also on garbage can night because you know people don't like to comp to this now. When we were young kids, I'm not proud of this. This is one of the worst things I've ever do. We used to hit garbage cans when we were little kids. Uh, we used to drive around. My brother had a Mon- oh, it was a Monte Carlo, a Chevy Monte oh, Carlo. Yeah. My brother had a '76 Monte, and if you hit somebody's garbage cans, they fly three hundred. <laughs> because <laughs> the car weighed like 6,500 right. pounds. And you'd hit a garbage can and wind up in another county. Like, they didn't even find oh, it. Oh, man.
7: We were monsters. They were all battering rams. I mean, yeah. that's what America made in the 70s was just battering
2: rams. They did. And I, Well, I bring that up because of all the different ways to dissect the gas crisis. No one ever processes it on a very basic level of, how about the high school kid who just <laughs> wants to drive a car, might be working, might be getting a couple bucks from his dad. Yeah. You know in the Beach Boys song, Fun, 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 Till a Daddy Takes the T-Bird Away? That doesn't happen now, because she can't get the T-bird <laughs> home. Right. She runs out of gas. Get it. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun till Daddy tows the T-bird I, away. He's got to send a flatbed.
7: I, I don't that yeah, little Deuce Coupe. Who cares if you got a little Deuce
2: Coupe? You're not <laughs> driving anywhere. It's sitting in the parking. A little old lady from Pasadena is
7: stuck on the couch at this point. <laughs> She's home. Jan and Dean in She's there. She's quilting.
2: Yeah, well, that's the one thing. There's no many. There's no, there aren't as many deaths at Dead Man's Curve, which is an upside, because <laughs> you can't get there. But you're right. No one ever talks about that basic elementary impact. Here's
7: the thing. I, I, I said this on Outnumbered today. I think it's true. I'd like to know how many people in the Biden administration drive a truck. Oh yeah. Is there like even one who owns a truck?
2: You yeah. know there's not. Well, there's Biden claiming he drove a truck several times throughout <laughs> history. But yeah, there's no there's nobody at. Goes
7: back when he's a professor at UPenn and he, <laughs> he was a
2: rap star. Got, got and, his know. started in HBCU. Right. I love him. You know who Biden is as a president? He's the old man that just, you know, when he when you find that his story isn't that interesting, they just tack something on at the end. Yeah. I used to have this in my taxi. <laughs> you drive these men who would tell you these three-hour stories about the most boring thing that ever happened. And he could see you like nodding off, so he tacks on and, and that was the night I met Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you would have led with that! If that was part that of happened. the story... That's the lead of the
0: story.
7: Yeah, you, didn't,
2: you buried the lead by like an hour here, You he didn't sir. tell me
7: about Reuben's sandwiches at the local diner <laughs> just to
2: get to DiMaggio. And, and that's funny. He'll get to the end of the whole presentation and be like, you know, I drove a truck. You'll be like, no, you didn't. What are you talking <laughs> Brian Brenberg's in the studio. He's not buying it either. No, Thank no, goodness. No. But there's a the thing, okay? So I get this guy, Jared Bernstein. He's a White House econ advisor. He tells me, and the specific term, I want to give him credit. You might know it. I don't. I'm not an economist. But there was a specific term used that I love so much. He says, Our economy remains solidly within expansion territory. <laughs> <laughs> now, the GDP has shrunk two quarters in a row. <laughs> But we're solidly within expansion. So what does that technically mean to me? It means momentum is carrying us out of it. But technically speaking, we have two feet in bounds. Right,
7: right, right. Yeah, that's the kind of thing you say when you know you have nothing to say you know <laughs> you just expand the syllables all you do is you just add syllables we're in an expansionary blah 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 what i'm trying to say is uh-huh. we are going downhill fast that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> I mean, that, you know that's it i love watching him on the, He, i watched him on fox news sunday this week and mm-hmm. the, I, I give him credit for this the guy knows how to filibuster yes. i mean they've definitely sent him to filibuster school he is running they've clock they wound him up and it was just brrr, he's watching the clock brrr, <laughs> OK, done. You got to go, right?
2: Uh, that's it.
7: That's what he did. I mean, they've got no case. You know, they just have no case on this.
2: My favorite part of when he signed off on Fox News Sunday is at the end when he goes, and that's when I met Ted Williams. <laughs> 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 he's like, no, he's there. The splendid splinter we talked it. hitting. That's, it was great. That's right. That's Man. right.
7: That's all you got to know about the economy right oh,
2: now. Oh, it's so fascinating. And like, I really like I watched the cell and it's a, it's a, obviously it is a cell. Okay, they're selling you on this idea that it's better than they are. He's talking about excess savings. I don't doubt there are people with excess savings. Right. But that's a sell to the people who don't have them. Right. Well, you must be doing something wrong. Yeah, you know, that, the rest the of The people us. who are responsible have excess savings. Yeah. The, the fact that you don't is your problem. Sorry, boss. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's
7: right. It's like the subtle blame game, you know. Yes. Like, hey, things are good. If you've got a problem, maybe it's you, not us. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what the Biden
2: administration is. Is doing with all this. It's gone from like Putin's price hike to MAGA's price hike to, (laughs) hey, get your S together. Maybe if you knew what you were doing. We
7: didn't give you the credit card. You didn't have to put (laughs) it on the credit card. I'm sorry that your employer doesn't
2: raise your wages faster than (laughs) prices. You know, technically speaking, you didn't need to buy two snuggies. Your whole family could fit under one. (laughs) These are big items. You know, you didn't need two. When's the reckless spending going to end in the the Smith family? I can't have it anymore. (laughs) And now hold on, because like this is the other thing, I'm being told, and I you know I read up, it's, it shocks the listener to know that we prep this show, and most of them don't believe it. Like everyone just threw a challenge flag out the window with their truck. Everybody's like, why are all the OTR truckers rolling down their windows right now? Because they all just threw a challenge flag onto the highway. But I prepare the show. One of the things I was reading up on is it's weirdly not getting any press, but the baby formula thing's actually getting worse right now. Because they're having some type of an issue there. It's and like it, and no
7: press. That's exactly None. the point. I mean, they they supposedly solved that problem. Or whatever, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And if you're still trying to buy this stuff, mm-hmm. it's gone. The problem's <laughs> not
2: gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, this is what I mean by this. I think in their worldview, solving a problem means getting it out of out the, the, the news cycle. Yes. That's how we solve a problem in this administration. It doesn't yes. Go away. Which is well if they're not talking. We don't, about we don't it.
7: solve the problem. We solve the messaging on it, which Yo. is why this whole year has just been one 100- hunt after another for a
2: narrative. Like it is so who, what story will they believe? That's all we gotta figure out. It's so crazy. And they've tried them all. They did the Putin thing. They did the Trump thing. The Trump was great, you know. Yeah. Hasn't been in power <laughs> for, you know, like a year and a half, two years. But if
7: it sticks, they'll go with it. Yeah, right? It's not go. about whether it's true yeah. or it's plausible. Yeah. It's if it can they can get it to stick a little like,
2: bit. Did anybody else notice that ever since Johnny Depp and Amber Heard <laughs> broke up, uh the inflation has taken and and half the White House press course like, yeah, yeah the, Johnny right, Depp, right, yeah, pirates of the Caribbean, they're pirates. <laughs> They're taking it from us.
7: I've had it. It's Jack Sparrow's price. We hike. will look for the thinnest correlation we can find
2: if somebody you will know, believe it. It is. Uh, you remember the old John Cusack movie? It was called Say Anything. Yeah, of course. Pretty soon White House press briefings, they're just going to be holding up a boombox <laughs> over their head and playing music and trying to just seduce people. See how into many agreement. people nod <laughs> their heads with they're it. Just, they're now just playing In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> oh, so yes. somebody's like, I'm oh, doing a good job here. I like Peter Gabriel. This isn't bad. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, my God. It's crazy. But the one fascinating thing, and you talk about having it both ways, is now that gas prices have come down right. a little bit in some areas. Not around here. I keep getting told there's 20,000 gas stations that are where the prices are down. Yeah. Do you know how many gas stations there are in the country? <laughs> like a few million. Right, right, So, again, right. you're, you're kind of, you, know, uh, you know, shaving a few hours off the trip to the moon, right. you know. I've, New York right now, around the block now, is above, like, 580 for regular here yeah, in the right. city. Long Island, forget it. Yeah. We were just in L.A., yeah. Oh. oh
7: my gosh. 7 bucks even. man. Uh, you know, and and even I, I'm out in Minnesota this summer. We're down to about you know four sixty, four fifty. But that's not good news. Like I, I just you know bulletin for the White House. Don't brag about four fifty a gallon. I mean, we've got it good where yeah. I am at four fifty a gallon. It's not good news. Again, if you have the truck, you know this because after you put a, you know if you got a hundred dollars on the on the ringer there, you're like this is this is painful.
2: Biden is they're literally serving as catch of the day, but they're not saying what day it is. Right. But they're reminding us that on the plus side, it is keto. But it is keto. There's good news. Now, no, we don't know what day the catch of the day was caught. Right. But you got to look at the other. You guys aren't looking. You know when white men can't jump with well, it? Like, you listen to Jimi Hendrix, but white people, you can't hear him? <laughs> That's the problem. You guys listen to Joe Biden, but you can't hear you him. Can't hear him. You gotta hear Joey. You guys don't on, hear Joey. You don't
7: speak as. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> fascinating. It's so true. It's so true. It, things are great. Look, things are great in America. Yeah, Jimmy. no, It's, we it's just, never been you, better. You just gotta get with that.
2: <laughs> we're getting it all. We're getting it all wrong. So it was a 76, which, um, back to your first car. Mine was a, to come full circle, I had an 87 Chrysler LeBaron.
7: Oh, yeah. I
2: know nobody likes a show-off. Like a rag top? Like Not a, the no, rag top. Okay. It was the hard top yeah, coupe. Yeah. Um, it, had, it needed an alignment. It was missing steering bearings, <laughs> so I had to go right to go left. <laughs> But those things build character.
7: That's right. But now
2: I'll add to this. My brother Mike had a 76 LeBaron at one point that he paid $80 for. Wow. $80. Because, you know, somebody just wanted to get it out of their yard, and it was basically like a title fee that he paid. But famously, uh, back in his heyday, in his bachelorhood, Mike's car had the windshield wiper motor die and had tied strings to the windshield wipers. And you legitimately had to pull (laughs) right and left to wash your windshields. And God love him, he went on a (laughs) date— And I asked a girl to pull the right side. And this materialistic, you know what? He's better off without her, Brian Brenberg. <laughs> right. you know, if, if your girlfriend won't do that, yeah. then find someone else. I hear right? all these DIY project stories. No <laughs> DIY windshield wipers, no good. I ain't saying she's a gold digger, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brenberg on Fox Business tonight, tonight. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be awesome. And whatever mess you make, I will clean up on Friday. Make sure you watch him, folks. He's pointing a gun at me for this plug. (laughs) At the very least, I'd like to live through the end of my show. Give him hell out there, buddy. All right. We're back after this.
0: Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's America's life coach. Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon. He
3: wants to ban the airplanes, down with gas stations, low. Her green new deal really blows. Her knowledge is a fountain. Mountain. So dumb And everybody knows
2: That is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon bursting into song in honor of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC is a dope. She was just arrested outside of the Supreme Court, led away during a protest at the court, and she pretended with her wrists behind her back to be (laughs) handcuffed. And as the cop is marching her away, she wants everybody to look and be like, oh, AOC's is handcuffed. Why? Because it's all about her. That's the whole story with AOC. You think about this. She's been on the national stage now for four years, OK, since she swept into office, part of the squad. They made history. And since then, she's proceeded to make every single solitary thing about her. She chased good paying Amazon jobs out of her district Her district presiding over a record-breaking spike in crime. Is she saying a word about any of that stuff? The answer would be no. Of course not. New York City school kids suffering some of the most drastic educational setbacks in history? I love the poorly educated. Well, apparently AOC does too because she's saying a word to the teachers unions. The answer would be no. No, nothing. She doesn't care. She's just out there doing the hey, look at me thing. I tell you this every day. The biggest problem facing our politics are, hey, look at me, politicians. Not people who want to talk solutions and solve problems, people who want to piggyback off of them. So you'll click on their Instagram videos when they're cooking macaroni and cheese tonight and giving you a makeup tutorial, which is exactly what AOC does over on Instagram. But not tonight. She's pretending to be in handcuffs. Let's hope they find the invisible key soon. Let's have, you have a fine evening, because I'm out of here. You can check me out on the evening edit tonight at 6 o'clock. But either way, whatever you do with your life, don't get arrested, real or fake. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a.